afternoon and good evening, whatever time it may be that you're joining us. Welcome to All That and a Bag of Chips, where we review various things from our childhood and decide whether or not they truly were All That and a Bag of Chips. My name is Sam, and this is my co-host, Ethan. Hello, hello, yo rat brain. <laughs> On today's episode of All That and a Bag of Chips, we're going to talk about Battlefield Earth. Let's get to it. Two dudes from the 90s going back in time to review some favorite things with yours and mine. We got candy, movies, and TV shows. The more we reminisce, the more the list grows. Kick back, relax, put your headphones in. As soon as you're ready, to play, and let's begin. I'm glad you joined this nostalgia trip right here on All That and a Bag of Chips. All right, and we are back. And like Sam mentioned, this week we are talking about the classic 2000 film, Battlefield Earth. Um, before we get into that, Sam, how did you grow up this week? Um, this week, we are in the middle of a bathroom remodel. So we've got some people working on our, our upstairs bathroom. Um, we have a downstairs bathroom, so it's not a big deal. But when you have a infant in one room and a toddler in the other, and you have a gate upstairs that locks so that the toddler doesn't roam the house in the morning it makes going to the bathroom in the middle of the night a little difficult oh i bet but other than that it's going pretty well um so last week we didn't talk about what we did for the week and i actually did something hmm. uh, my sister and her husband were here visiting a week after my mom and her fiance were here um so we were real busy i got a new tattoo i went and got franklin's birthday Yep, I got Franklin's birth date done, and I got both on my arm. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. Um, it was. It's been a busy two, three-ish, I don't know. I don't know how long I've been out of school. I've been busy lately. Yeah, we forgot to mention, um, since we didn't cover like what we did last week, we forgot to mention that we went and uh, got autographs from Kevin Nash last weekend. Oh, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, we went and saw um a childhood icon kevin nash the legend one, the legend he's diesel. one third of the new world order diesel kevin nash yeah um he yeah. came down to wichita and uh sam got what was it exactly like a, a book with pictures um, of yeah kind of like a comic book i guess yeah. with pictures of all the wrestlers a bunch of wrestlers like just kind of a random <laughs> assortment of them um, yeah, and I made Kevin Nash giggle. This is true. Was, yeah, it was pretty funny. It wouldn't make any sense to anybody listening to it, but just know right. that I made Kevin Nash giggle. It's kind of like a <laughs> type of type of, type of giggle. So I'll take it. Um, I grew up in the last two weeks. I actually finished um, the main part of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Okay. So I purchased that a couple weeks ago um, and I finished it the other day and now I'm just working on collecting all 150. I'm going to do it. I've never done it in any Pokemon game before and I'm really close. I'm at like 138 already. Okay. But it's much easier in Pokemon Let's oh, Go. Well, it's much easier now because you can trade and go on. Like there's so many ways to get all the Pokemon. Yeah, I transferred about 45 over from uh, Pokemon Go. Most of them I probably could have gotten anyway. It just would have taken a little longer, but a bunch. And then I, I've traded a few with you and then we're going to do, we got to do one more. I got to catch 
Articuno and Zapdos. Okay. And I just caught Execute right before we did this. So I think I've got like one or two. I need to evolve about three or four more. Okay. And then I am then I will have all 150 and then I'm going to get the shiny charm and I'm going to try to catch some shiny Pokemon. So. All right. I yeah. haven't really tried to do that on there. Say what? I haven't really tried to do that on Let's Go. Oh, yeah. It's, it's easier on that one because if you get like a catch streak. Yeah. It's more likely to be shiny. Yeah. That'll be cool. I just found a dragon, a wild dragonite last night, which was crazy. Oh, no way. Yeah. You have to get like a catch streak of like at least 10 of any uh-huh. Pokemon and then fly like with Aerodactyl. Oh, or yeah, yeah. And then he just popped. I just, I literally just ran into him. I didn't even see him. Cool. It was a level four dragonite. What? That's it so was cool. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty sweet, but yeah, that was uh, the fun way that I grew up this past week. Um, cool. Outside of that, I went back to Wichita and visited some family. Um, got to see Henry, played with him quite a bit. Yep. He's not into, uh, I tried to show him some Pokemon last time I saw him. He didn't care. He's, <laughs> he's not even two yet, so. Yeah, Sawyer like, is big into um, Spider-Man now. Ooh, nice. Today he walked up to Jenny with a broken Christmas ornament and goes, Spider-Man broke. <laughs> Jenny was like, what? Like, we obviously, like, I love Spider-Man and we, he has a lot of Spider-Man stuff. But he's never said Spider-Man. Mm. And he just like out of nowhere comes up to Jenny and said it. And now like he won't stop saying it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Proud dad moment. Yeah. I'll keep trying to get Henry into she he's not allowed to watch TV yet. I told Chelsea that um, whenever he starts, they need to start with blues clues. Yes. But he doesn't watch anything. And really he used to be like really into screens. Like when if someone had their phone out, he would try to look at their screen and everything. Right. He's really even not into that anymore. This weekend, he made me put my phone away when I was trying to record him. At a boy. Yeah, he like I was adamant him. that uh, Sawyer didn't watch TV for quite a while. Yeah. Um, he's he's never really cared about TV. He mm-hmm. he likes to watch monster trucks right now. Yeah. We went to Monster Jam a few weeks ago, and he's all about his big trucks. Right now. <laughs> yep, yep. So Henry is too. He like when I was recording him, he like pointed at my phone. He was like, "Pocket." <laughs> 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 no it's pretty good um so all right you ready for some uh, some music mystery yep all right let's do it wait a minute who are you all right here we go um i got five hints for you i think this i'll this one, it, you'll definitely know who they are by the end of it. I'm going to try to keep it, uh, I don't know. I said this about the, the last time I did this and you guessed it like halfway through the first hint. So, right. <laughs> so I'll try to, I'll try to string you along a little bit, but, okay. um, all right. Hint number one, uh, this band started in 2005 in Wyckoff, New Jersey. Hmm. So a band in 2005 from yeah. New, New Jersey. I can't do accents. I don't know if that's a New Jersey accent or not. <laughs> I don't think that I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is one skill I do not have is doing accents. I can't do it. In New Jersey. Two thousand five. Yeah. Late. Yeah. Um, 
God. How old were we in 13, middle school? I'll go with... Um, 303. Ooh, it is not 303. <laughs> not a bad guess, though. I should do 303 at some point. I love their first album when they were a little more kind of rock type of rap, a little harder. Uh-huh. And then they they became way more pop later. But Very. I was super into them. And... Um, Hollywood Undead around the same time. Ooh, I like them too. Yeah. Uh, but all right, hit number two. We've made it to hit number two. <laughs> um, in 2008, this group was nominated for Best New Artist Award at the 51st Grammy Awards, and they won the award for Breakthrough Artist at the American Music Awards. Um, what the hell? I can't think. I feel like... I can't remember anyone from 2008 was bigger on that time. Panic at the Disco. Ah, it was not Panic at the Disco. Also a good band. Um, hint number three. This band made a special guest appearance in an episode of Hannah Montana. Fallout Boy. Ooh, it was not Fallout Boy. Dang it. That would be dope, though. As soon as I said Panic at the Disco, I wanted to stop myself. <laughs> so I was going to guess that regardless of who, what your hint was. All right. Uh, hint number four. I'd have you on the ropes here, Sam. Um, all three members of this band are related. The Jonas Brothers. Ah, dang it. You know, I had written down that it was all three are siblings, and so I tried to change it to related. Um. I actually is when you said Hannah Montana. Yeah. I kind of thought them, but I had to guess Fallout Boy first. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is the Jonas Brothers, um, hmm. stars of Camp Rock, the one of the greatest oh, yeah, of uh, Disney Channel original movies ever made. You. That movie's awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and also. A throwback to our very first episode, uh, Jonas Brothers did the modern rendition of the Baby Bottle Pops song. Yep. Yep. So for the first episode of season one, I thought I'd give us a little throwback to, or yeah, first episode of season three. And my Facebook memories was our first post about uh, the Batman episode today. Who's there? It is nostalgia. All right. Um, so I will start with the very first ever. Let's get nostalgic. Um, so today I am going to talk of very briefly a little bit about um, some games that I have been playing um, over the last few days. Definitely not while I'm at work. Wink, wink. Um, now that we're in the summer and works a little bit slower over my lunch break or whatever, I've been playing a couple different games. Um, some old, old like flash games, like browser games um, that I used to play back in the day. So Sam, have you ever heard of a website called addictinggames.com? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So well, actually what sparked my interest in it was um, people were comparing COVID-19 to this game called Pandemic 2. Did you ever play this game on Addicting Games? Nope. So well, this I mean, maybe. I don't yeah. 
This specific one, I did not play much, but I played a couple others while I was clicking around. But the point of Pandemic 2 is you like create a virus that you try to spread across the entire world. Basically, the point of the game is you try to like wipe out humanity with a virus or a right. parasite or something. And it's bizarre, man. Like it, Now, with COVID-19 and everything, right. um, this was like a really popular game back in the mid-2000s. I think it was like 2005 um when this game came out but so like you'll start with a virus and then you have like a certain amount of points so you can buy like resistance to medicine resistance to heat resistance uh-huh. to cold um and then you can buy different um symptoms so you can buy like sneezing which like raises its um uh chance that somebody can catch it uh i can't think of what that what that word is uh like transmitting it to other people yeah um but it also makes it more noticeable. So you try to balance like how quickly it spreads and how deadly it is with like how quickly countries start reacting to it. Yeah. Um, so like if you, and it depends on where it starts too. So if you start in like the United States, it'll spread to Canada and Mexico first. Yeah. Um, and then like, if you make your virus like too deadly, then they'll start working on a vaccine and you won't yeah. kill everyone. They'll get a vaccine out first. Good Lord. Or the countries will close their borders and airports and and ports and everything Uh so that it doesn't spread into that country um so i played that for a little bit yesterday and today it was fascinating um they actually talked about taking it down when COVID 19 hit Uh but they said like it was really educational actually um so they kept it up and it really it's really fascinating to go back and play kind of creepy yeah yeah it's weird playing as the virus but (laughs) um yeah very uh very interesting Mm. um and then i played some kitten cannon course i remember that one kitten cannon is the bomb (laughs) also creepy um because the point of that game is you literally just launch a kitten out of a cannon and it like bounces across the ground and you try to shoot it as far as far as you can i remember that and there's like little sometimes there's like little traps uh like little spikes or something that it'll stop on or like a venus fly trap that it'll catch it Mm -hmm. um there's also like bombs and trampolines that launch it further um so again, a little creepy, um, something that I probably thought was funny when I was like 12 years old, like launching a kitten out of a cannon. And now I'm like, this is kind of gross. And I can't believe I played this when I was 12. Um, and then there's I a lot of things like that. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. Um, and then I played another one called extreme helleboarding, um, which is like a snowboarding game where you kind of like okay. are going down and you try to get as many points and you got to keep reaching checkpoints to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this game as a middle schooler. Um, but the flash did not work on my computer, so I couldn't actually see half of the game. <laughs> that sounds very familiar. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty nostalgic. And then I made a little trip over to uh, Disney Channel games just to see if I could find old ones there. Um, yeah. And I played the sandwich stacking game with Experiment 625 from Lilo and Stitch. Okay. That yep. game, I played the hell out of that game in middle school, man. Like every single day, uh, computer class, I played that game. Um, it held up well. It was fun. So, so, cool. Yeah, that is my let's get nostalgic for this week. Um, yeah, most of those games were mid What? I said most of those games were mid 2000s, 2002 to 2005 ish okay. range. Um, would you give Addicting Games all that and a bag of chips? I would. They held up pretty well. Um, they were fun. It was very nostalgic. Um, if this was on our list of like favorite things, I'd put it pretty high, actually. It was pretty fun. All right. All right, enough about good things. Let's get into our actual topic for this week. Um, 
So we decided to, that we've covered a lot of good things from our, from our childhood. Um, and so for this season, for the first few weeks at least, I want to cover things that maybe weren't well remembered or well regarded at the time to kind of see if they hold up better now. So kind of a reverse of what we normally do. Um, so this week we are covering Battlefield Earth. Uh, so Sam, before I brought this movie up, have you ever seen this or heard of it? Or do you have any history with this movie? Um, my only history with this movie is always seeing it on the end of a shelf at um, Blockbuster and looking at it and then thinking, oh, well, we're not going to get this. <laughs> um, I myself had no history at all with this movie. Um, I only knew it existed because a few weeks ago... I was just like looking up. Um, I like looking at Razzies. Uh-huh. Um, they're like this, they like kind of the anti Academy Awards. Like they yeah. give awards to like the worst movies ever made of the, for that year. So I have like worst actor, worst director, worst picture. And I, I, I love looking at that because I think it's, a, I think it's a hysterical. Um, and yeah. this movie had at the time the record for the most Razzie Awards. Oh um, man, it racked them up with like it's seven. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I read about it and then I was kind of reading about the history of it and the Scientology aspect and all that. Um, and it seemed very fascinating. So I have no nostalgia or history at all with this movie, um, but it is legitimately regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. Um, I believe it has a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and it's regarded as one of like the biggest box office bombs and kind of embarrassing movies ever put out. So should well, be fun. Well, sorry, we should have started with the summary of the movie then well we haven't even gotten into cool facts yet oh fair enough fair yeah. enough this is the okay. hit just the just the history yeah so my oh, history okay. oh yeah you're right you're right my history of this movie started like three weeks ago so not okay. a not a long history um so do you have any cool facts do you got for this movie um i actually have a few i have a few that i can go through yeah okay um so we're, we'll oh my gosh my r's and l's are all sliding together today we'll uh we'll get into the cool facts uh we'll get into cool facts uh after this uh little drop here um then after cool facts we'll get into our coverage of battlefield earth you know what cool is that that's cool all right so cool facts should be pretty fun this week there's a lot of wild stuff about this movie um yes yes there is <laughs> so this was like all of this came together because of john travolta like john travolta wanted to do this because mm-hmm. he was part of the church of scientology which i think he still is i think so um and he was this or, oh sorry this originally this is based off an l ron hubbard uh book which has good reviews the book does do you see that? Um, I did not look at actual reviews for the book itself. Um, the reviews for that seemed decent. So then I was looking, um, which I was surprised by. Like I thought he just took some crap writing from L. Ron Hubbard and made it into a movie, much like they just took some writing from L. Ron Hubbard and made it into a religion. <laughs> yeah. um, but originally, John Travolta offered the director's seat to Quentin Tarantino. And he said no. Yeah, actually, they tried to get a lot of people to make this movie for mm-hmm. like since like 1984. 
they've been trying to get this movie to be made and it, they just couldn't they nobody would touch it rightfully uh, so yeah mostly because um i mean scientology is still pretty controversial but especially when it was kind of still coming up um mm-hmm. it was pretty controversial and people just weren't really sure like they just don't want to be associated with it um right which is interesting because i mean that was in 2000 that it was still people were kind of trying not to associate with it but then i feel like recently in like the last four or five years like a lot more scientology controversies kind of like come to light i feel like it was kind of quieter before definitely um whereas now it's hard like, to keep all that stuff quiet with the internet yeah that's that is true that is a good point and i think there's been like a couple court cases um like uh the guy from that 70s show oh he's currently um, yeah 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 can't think of his that actor's name but he's been in the court case that involved scientology danny masterson Masterson, yeah yep that's it um but yeah so that's a big reason why nobody really wanted to touch this movie um Mm -hmm. and even some scientologists didn't really want it to be made um like tom cruise said he thought the movie was a bad idea and he didn't want any involvement with it again don't blame him yeah yeah Um, i was looking at some reviews of the actual book itself they seem decent Oh, critical response. That's what I was trying to find. <laughs> it says, um, Battlefield Earth received polarized mixed reviews with some critics and readers considering the book Hubbard's most enjoyable sci-fi work, while others consider it to be genuinely terrible. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, the problem is it's hard to just differentiate Scientology and L. Ron Hubbard from the actual work itself. So on one hand, you're going to have, I mean, there's a lot of people who follow the church of Scientology. So you're going to have a lot of people who will just defend it to the death because it's part of their religion. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you'll have also a lot of people who just hate it because they hate Scientology Mm -hmm. and believe it to be a cult and everything. Um, So it's, it's, you kind of have, it's kind of hard to get like a good feel of what, what, what the actual truth is. Uh, and that kind of inflates like the the popularity of the movie, um, like uh, money wise, because pretty much everybody who went to see the movie was like f- part of the Church of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> they had to pump those numbers up. Yeah, um, and this movie was really only in theaters for like two weeks, and then it just got pulled because it was performing so poorly. Wow, I mean that's not shocking. Yeah. Um, did you read much about the company who ended up um, producing the movie? Entertainment or um, franchise what? pictures? I think they're yes. Right. Okay, so they yeah they got investments. Their the franchise pictures investor was Entertainment, and they oh, claimed okay. that their budget was seventy five million dollars when it was forty four, and then got taken to court for fraud. <laughs> yeah, um, so essentially what that company was doing was they were taking like passion products of um, like movies that big studios didn't want to make and they didn't want to invest the money in. And then they were kind of taking those projects. And then, so like the whole nine yards was one that uh-huh. they made that was actually fairly successful. 
Um, and there's another one. I can't think of what it was. The Art of War. The Art of War? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, um, but they put out decent low budget movies. So sometimes they made good money back on them. Um, and then also what it turned out they were doing was scamming people out of millions of dollars by telling them that it, they needed like $75 million to make this movie. Uh-huh. And then they'd only use 44 million to make it and just pocket mm-hmm. 30 million. Yeah. Um, smart, but very illegal. Um, so they right, got sued right. and uh, they went bankrupt because of this movie because uh, they lied to the investors um, about how much it costs to make, which also funny enough, kind of makes this movie less of a box office bomb because if you only spent 44 million making it and then made back 30, you're only losing 15 instead of what they told people, which was 77. So mm-hmm. actually that kind of helped this movie a little bit. <laughs> um, John Travolta referred to this film as it's li- as like Star Wars Episode Four, but yep. better, and <laughs> and Schindler's List. Schindler's so, List that is offensive. <laughs> and the, oh, the Schindler's List of science fiction films. Oh, yowza. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean Schindler's that's list. that's fair to try to compare it to Star Wars because they're both like science fiction. But yeah, to say anything is that Schindler's List of anything is absurd. Is that. I feel like all like Star Wars is the bar for all sci-fi movies. Yeah. So most big box office, most big blockbuster sci-fi movies do poorly because that is the bar that is set. Right. It happens a lot. Um, Like there was one just a few years ago that I thought like looked kind of interesting. With Channing Tatum? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What was that movie called? I don't remember. Jupiter, no. Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter Rising is what I was thinking. Something like that. Jupiter, let's see. Um, Jupiter Ascending. Okay, yeah. Um, which I'm, I'm sure was bad. I didn't watch it. Um, but it cost $200, $200 million to make. Oh. Plus, like, with marketing and everything, they probably spent, like, $300 million making that thing. Which means, like, the movie has to be incredibly successful to even, like, make its money back. So I always just feel like when they make movies like that, you're just, like, setting them up to fail. Because you're not going to capture the same magic that, like, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or whatever. Like, it doesn't work most of the time. Right. I always feel bad. That movie looked interesting, but I really just didn't know anything about it, so I didn't go see it. I'm like, man, that sucks that they wasted like $200 million on that. That's wild. Um, But what's messed up about this movie, so this movie, um, they tried to kind of differentiate it from Scientology. Mm -hmm. um, So they were like, this has nothing to do with the Church of Scientology. Like, it's just a good piece of, you know, sci-fi, whatever. Um, But what's weird is the the part in this movie where he gets like all the information like poured into his eyeballs by that little information beam thing yeah that's kind of sort of what scientology preaches on how humans became intelligent beings and so they kept trying to move away from scientology but it's kind of sort of like and it was uh the people from the church actually helped like to put this movie together and like was uh-huh. there giving notes to people so they tried to shy away from it, but it's really connected no matter what they try to say. Um, 
And like a lot of people were afraid that this movie were brain would brainwash their kids into becoming uh, Scientologists. Oh the Lord. <laughs> Just hilarious. <laughs> but I feel like that happens with a lot of movies that have um like do you remember the golden compass? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Like they put out the uh, my church like gave us a flyer about that movie about how it was like preaching us to worship the devil and something cr- like a bunch of crazy shit about it. What? Why? I do, I have no idea. Something to do with the author. I don't know. The author was an atheist or something. Interesting. I don't know. Weird stuff like that happened a lot <laughs> in the church world growing up. Oh. I guess in the book, like the religious group in the book is like really abusive with their power. And it made like the Catholic, it was like a, made the Catholic church look bad. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, about this, uh, this movie, Um, even everybody other than John Travolta in this movie hates this movie. Yes. (laughs) John Travolta Um, still defends it. He still does. It was his passion, passion project. Um, but Barry Pepper, the guy who plays the main human, he said like uh, he he regrets ever making this movie. He hates it, and he would he said he would have went and accepted his own Razzie Award if he knew he was gonna win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and Forrest Whitaker also has expressed regret making this movie. Yep, yep, I saw that. Which we'll get into. Forrest, remind me that I have a funny thing about what Forrest Whitaker looks like in this movie. <laughs> Sounds good. Um. This oh, and also this movie is only based off the first half of the book. There's actually a whole another book that they're oh, gonna yeah. make a sequel the about. The book is a thousand pages long. Jesus. Um. Okay. Did you have any other cool facts about Battlefield Earth? Nope. Okay. Um, so let's take a quick break right here. Um, and then I don't think our coverage segment is going to be too terribly long about this movie. Um, no. There's only so much you can say. Um, so we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we will get into our coverage of Battlefield Earth. All right. So we, like we have been, we'll be starting coverage off with our summary, or the internet summary, sorry, of Battlefield Earth. In the year 3000, there are no countries, no cities. Earth is a wasteland, and man is an endangered species. As the leader of the evil Cyclos, Turl and his race have taken over the world's natural resources and disregarded everyone and everything else. It's up to Johnny, good boy Tyler, a brave human, to battle the Cyclos and restore normalcy to the world. Dude, this book can't be good. There's no way... I haven't read it. I didn't claim to read it, but just it's f- terrible. <laughs> um, we can bleep that out if we need to, but it might be worth leaving it in because this movie is unbelievably bad. Oh my God. I paid close attention because I didn't know what was going on. I, and yeah, I hung in there for as long as I could. Um, this website has a couple lines from a, di- a few different um critic reviews yeah. oh yeah That'll be good. the washington post said 
A million monkeys with a million crowns would be hard pressed <laughs> in a million years to create anything as cretinous as Battlefield Earth. <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. John Stewart said, "A cross between Star Wars and the smell of ass." <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Ross said everything about Battlefield Earth sucks. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's this movie is it's wild because I mean there are I mean there there are bad movies, and then there are movies that are like so bad that it's funny to watch them. Mm-hmm. And some people put this movie in that level, and I don't even it's it's just sad to watch actually for me i didn't find much enjoyment out of it like being so bad that it's good you know mm-hmm. um i didn't i didn't get that at all um so we'll st- i'll look at my notes here i took a few notes um so i think the worst thing in this movie is the dialogue and the writing yes i, I think that's the worst part um, so the, the book is more about the humans, um, mm-hmm. from what I understand, but this movie really focuses more on, uh, uh, the alien, uh, Turl, who's played right. by John Travolta. Right. Because John Travolta was coming off of Pulp Fiction at this time. Um, so he it was, was like six years removed. Six years? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I know, because I read that too, and I was like, I don't think that this... Was that? Because this was 2000, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pulp Fiction was in 1994. But still, like, that movie's incredible. It is a good movie. Um, But so he was a pretty name brand star and more recognizable. So they had to focus the movie more on him. Well, they spent a quarter of the budget on his salary. Did they? $10 million. Oh, geez. Because he also, just making this movie, he put in, like three or four million dollars of his own money which is wild um yeah but he's what? normally was getting charged 25 million per movie they yeah, he, he took, took a pay, pay cut, cut to make this garbage um so the dialogue is terrible i made the joke at the beginning uh, i said hello hello rat brain um because yeah. that's the kind of like the derogatory term that he uses uh turl to alien uses Besides- on people calling them man animals yeah so he uses man animal specifically for humans but he calls everyone rat brains right but he probably legitimately calls someone a rat brain like 30 times in this movie yeah he says man man animal is said 28 times did rat you look it up really, yes rat brain i'm not sure but it definitely picks up in the like second half of the movie which yeah. is is two hours long um, so long holy hell i'm just gonna go i really i don't want to talk about this that long <laughs> I don't um, i'll just go through a few notes that i had um in the very beginning i i did write i like the reference to our modern like to our current society we were in um when they were talking about um when johnny good boy i didn't i had no idea that his name was johnny or good boy I don't know if they ever said his name in this movie. Right. Um, so when he meets those two dudes while he's out hunting, 
and then they're explaining to him by like showing him where the gods are or whatever yeah um, um they say they said that back in whatever time we used to arrive in golden or arrive in chariots at golden arches and food would just appear mm, oh I like that. oh that is um, funny i didn't even that was my that. first note my second note was this movie blows <sighs> dude oh my god um i said this movie tried being it, it felt very planet of the apes yes in the whole thing it felt like a very poor ripoff of planet of the apes but i said it tried being planet of the apes plus predator plus the matrix and it it didn't come across it failed at all three yeah throw some star wars in there and that's that's pretty much pretty much what it is right uh, just the i mean the dialogue in this movie is just horrendous especially for john travolta's character i mean he's just the worst he is probably the worst and not like worst as in like the most evil villain he's just like the most the stupidest most immature dumb villain i've ever seen in any movie ever i know so one thing that i just could not get past was how bad the cyclos were um i like said stupid if yes yeah i said if you're gonna make an alien race one don't give them stupid names yep two if they have stupid names at least make them look badass three if they have stupid names and they look stupid present them as a legitimate threat and they were none of those things and i said i can't even explain how bad they are as an evil alien race they're like complete morons one thing for me with alien movies is you can't have the aliens look corny or you or like humans. They literally they just look like humans with big ass heads. So like I didn't look at them as aliens. I looked at them as weird looking humans. And my lord, they looked god awful. They look so stupid. Like their heads are like stretched. Like they have like backwards. Yes. So kind of like that one race from Star Wars that has like the real long like mm-hmm. tendril head, but way, way stupider. Way, yes. Um, oh, okay. And Forrest Whitaker in this movie looks like the Cowardly Lion from Wizard of Oz. But like if the Cowardly Lion was in the rendition of Cats that came out last year. Oh. Like that level of terrible. It was so bad. Like, uh, it, it really wasn't a so bad it's a good thing for me. Like, I I had Jenny watch the last, like, two minutes with me. Just I was like, Jenny, you have to see how bad this is. It just, like, it really, it wasn't one of those so bad it's good movies. I'm trying to think of something that we've done that is so bad it's good. Um, I would say, like, White Chicks yeah movie like i didn't like it all but like it's it's so stupid that it's pretty it's kind of funny to go back and watch yeah okay that's that's fair this i just thought was god awful because it wasn't supposed to be funny right or i would say um uh like the twilight movies are probably like that yeah um Oh, the two I, I googled movies that are so bad that they're good. Uh, Battlefield Earth and Batman and Robin are both on here. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I'd say like the American Pie like spinoff movies, like the first one, oh. like the later ones. They're like they're mm-hmm. so dumb, but they're like pretty. They're like fairly entertaining to watch. 
Um, um, I do not consider this uh, amongst those movies at all. There were just, there's just, there's literally nothing redeeming about this movie. Absolutely the not. The signs are terrible. The, the whole plot of the movie makes no sense. The, they're like, they go back and forth. So this is another thing I wrote down is the cyclos have their own language that they speak yeah and then the humans have like grunt like the uh, community yeah. by grunting but then the cyclos and the man animals will speak english to each other um so i think that's just like they because they only really speak English to each other after they have learned each other's languages or they've all learned the cyclo language. So I think they just present English as they can communicate to each other now, if that makes sense. So but like the but even before that, the site John Travolta speaks in English to Forrest Whitaker. And right, because they can understand each other. So I think the the humans and the cyclos speak two different languages, but for the purposes of the movie whenever two people are communicating and they can understand each other, they use English, if uh, that makes sense. I, so yeah, like when yeah, the cyclos and humans are speaking and they don't understand each other, it'll switch that audio or the dialogue to the grunts and the cyclo language. But then when they understand each other, then that kind of just switches and they're both using English. It's really, it's not presented very well at all, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's what's happening. So technically no one in this movie is actually speaking English, but like they use English to okay. show that they're okay. communicating with each other. I will give them that. I think I you're giving them a, a little more credit than they deserve, but I will give it to you. It's not presented well, but I remember there was one point where they're both speaking the different languages and then it just like it just like switches to English and like now they understand each other. And you're just like, what mm-hmm. the shit? Okay, I guess. <laughs> um, so one of my critiques when we watched Romeo plus Juliet was that it tried like, I told you that I felt like they tried to make every scene feel very dramatic and epic. Yeah, um, this was the same, but a thousand times worse. Yeah, like the camera angles were god awful. Yeah, and slow motion. They had slow oh motion. Oh my god, this was Zack Snyder Justice League level slow motion. Like thirty percent of this movie is in slow mo. Yes, and it's not even at like it's at like random points when they're like <laughs> ending a scene and going to the next scene. They'll just yeah. put it in slow mo. Yep. And the worst for me was when Johnny is running out of the building while it's, ex- it's exploding. And there's literally, there's nothing but explosions <laughs> going on. And then they just put it in slow motion. And like, all they show is him running out. They don't show before or after. He's just running. Everything is, is exploding. And then like, that's the end of it. Yeah, that is pretty dope. See, the thing is, that scene is one scene in this movie that I could almost make an argument that it's okay. It's not good or great by any means, but like when it was happening, I was like, okay, like this isn't the worst thing I've ever watched. But because they've already overused slow-mo so much, it took all of the, like if it's just that scene was in slow-mo and nothing else was of him like running with all the explosions happening behind him, that would be kind of cool. But they've already used slow-mo for just like people walking away from the camera. and Right, so many times. So Uh, it kind of ruined it. Go through what else? Oh, also, they're just, they're in Denver. Yeah, they, they're in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> right. But they had to film it in the movie, they're in Denver, but they filmed it in Canada because it saved money. 
So it just doesn't look at all like Denver. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like anything. It doesn't look like even like post-apocalyptic in any way. It just no, looks like no. some field in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it looks like the, the city is remind when they go to the, when they show like the broken down cities, it looked a lot like a I am legend where it's just like run yeah. down overgrown. But it, yeah. it just it didn't. This but, movie looked like shit. But like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shitty version. Um, um, when he's doing the, uh, when they're teaching him how to fly the little plane thing, I wrote, I took a note that said, this is Power Rangers, the movie level, terrible CGI. So why? Okay. I think I got this. John Travolta was mad that he had been demoted for sleeping with someone's daughter. He slept with the senator's daughter. Yeah. Okay. So then. He was stuck on this on Earth for fifty cycles or whatever. I don't, yeah. which they don't explain the cycles. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so he's mad. So he's teaching Johnny. Why Johnny, Johnny Good Boy Tyler, which sounds like a character from, uh, like The Outsiders. <laughs> right like, like some kind like a grease like a greaser from one of those movies i'm pretty sure one of them his name is similar to johnny Goodboy tyler so he was training him so that he could mine gold for him yeah he wanted the humans to do it for them because okay. they didn't want to pay their own people any more money to do it right so like at one point they were talking about dogs how they the dogs were not good with manual labor yeah right Right. But then they show, so he he only taught Johnny, right? Pretty much, um, because Johnny then, was the only one that had the information laser shot into his eyeballs so that he could learn everything. Right. So then you're telling me he went and educated the entire man-animal race to mine gold in over a the week? Course of like, yeah, over the course of like a week, yeah. And taught them how to fly alien technology. Like, oh, this movie just sucks total ass. Yeah, the the information beam shooting into his eyeball, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of sort of what Scientology teaches how humans became knowledgeable and sentient anyway. Um, so that whole scene's a little weird because he's getting all the information shot into his brain and then they like save him and they're like, we need to go. We need to run. He's like, no. He's like, I need more information shot into my brain. So like, he gets yeah. back in the chair and turns the information beam back on to shoot into his eyeballs. Right. So like, so much of this doesn't make sense because he is just the world's dumbest villain, and he's not. There's no point in this where I thought, oh my lord, I'm like, this guy's a villain. No, and he's he's so stu he's so cheesy is the biggest my biggest issue. Oh, with him. big time! He does this type of thing about seven times where he'll he'll be like, "If you do this for me, I won't turn you in," mm -hmm. and then they'll do the favor for him, and he's like, "But I never said that I wouldn't turn you in tomorrow." Ah, 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 ah. And then like walks away. Like he does that like ten times in this movie. Oh, this annoyed the shit out of me. They use the word leverage. So leverage, yeah. Much. Now I have leverage. Now a man animal leverage over a cyclo. How yeah. terrible! Like they don't know anything about leverage. Word, right? <laughs> it, they talk about is there is leverage in Scientology? It, they it might be. It might leverage. have something. It might have something to do with Scientology. I don't know because they do say the word leverage about eighty-five times in this movie. 
Yeah. And it's you and just in the stupidest way, like he, John Travolta like uh records Forrest Whitaker like talking about their plan so that he could mm-hmm. use it against him later if he turned on him. But it's so it, it's just done so poorly and it's so forced. He like hits the little camera thing and then Forrest Whitaker he's like, tell me the plan, and then he hits the camera thing and he's like yeah. The plan is that we trick the humans and the man animals into stealing gold to get back at the other aliens. And then he turns it off and he's just, immediately, he's just like, ha ha, gotcha. Got yeah, leverage now. I leverage over you. Oh my God. It's preposterous. And then later he's like, like, he's like, if you do this for me, he's like, I won't blow up, blow this dude's head off. And then he like does whatever they wanted him to do. And then he's like, but I didn't say Forrest Whitaker wouldn't blow his head off. <laughs> and he hands him right. the trigger and he blows the dude's head off. Oh, so, oh, so, sorry. So I, I've made it through all my notes that okay. I wanted to touch on. Um, I, when John Travolta's arm gets blown off, <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at it and like pats it. There's no blood. There's no nothing. He just blows it off and like that's it. Doesn't say anything. And no, he doesn't even flinch. No, and actually, like, the way that it's even filmed is like his arm's just kind of there, and then the camera just kind of like cuts in and out, and then half of his arm is gone. And he just like put it in his sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. Okay, the last minorly good thing I will say about this movie, because it's, it's all bad. Um, yeah. The part where they blow up the cyclo planet with the the atomic weapon that they find mm-hmm. the whole premise of it's all really stupid but essentially they the humans kind of take uh they find like these ships and they have an atomic bomb of some sort and so they blow up oh and the aliens can't breathe on earth oh i forgot about this so everyone in this movie wears a stupid little nose ring so they can breathe like, it looks like the things you wear when you go swimming yeah like a nose like clenchy thing yes um everyone wears them everyone wears them the entire movie they look stupid as hell so the the humans have to wear them on the cyclo planet and then the cyclos have to wear them on in denver (laughs) in denver well it's not even a a a cyclo planet it's like a greenhouse that the cyclos live under it's like a big dome yes because they can't even breathe the air of the planet that they're living on right now i know how stupid is that well it's like um science uh, What's that one? War uh, of the Worlds? The, the, yeah, War of the Worlds. I was say the Tom Cruise movie. The, mm-hmm. Those aliens die because of germs. Right. Which I, I actually think is pretty cool. Like, it's kind of a, it's kind of dumb that, like, that's how the aliens get defeated. But at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of cool. The, right. Like, the germs and diseases and, like, rodents and shit of Earth, like, all fought back against the aliens. You're like... Mm-hmm. that's clever i enjoy it it's dumb as shit in this movie like no one can breathe so they all have to wear nose pieces um so the humans blow up the stupid ass dome and they kill all those cyclos other than john travolta and forrest whitaker um and then they send they somehow like send this atomic weapon through a portal of some sort to the home planet and they uh-huh. blow up the entire home planet they kill all of the cyclos that exist all of them the yes. whole planet blows up which just that scene of the planet blowing up is kind of cool. Like, I, they spent most of their sci-fi. I share budget. your sentiment. They spent like most of their CGI budget on just the planet blowing up. I'm saying just specifically visually watching the planet blow up was kind of Fair cool. Enough. 
everything else t- was stupid as hell. So. Um, it took me two nights to finish this. The last <laughs> note that I put down was, I'm going to bed now. I'm already upset that I have 20 more minutes of this to watch tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I almost had, a, I had to take a break um, and walk away for a minute. Um, and I only finished it because I didn't, I knew if I turned it off, I would never turn it back on again. I, I was texting you a little bit while I was watching this. I, I almost stopped it. Like I almost couldn't do it. It's so bad. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty depressing to watch. Mm-hmm. It's just not, there's no redeeming qualities of this movie at all. None. It's not funny. It's not like so bad. It's good. Um, I'm glad we watched it though. It's about time we did something atrocious, like purpose, Agreed. like Agreed. purposefully atrocious. Um, but yeah, so um, that was your last note. You got anything else before we give this bad boy a grade? I do not. All right, Sam, is Battlefield no. Earth? <laughs> <laughs> Holy balls, this movie is so bad. I can't, um, like, there's a, re- a three, it, I think it's a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes and then like 9% on IMDb. And I think that does way too much justice. Yeah, I don't know what those three, maybe there was three, like, well, there's only a few reviews, like 30 some reviews. So like, I think okay. one, like literally one person maybe gave it a positive review and he was probably a member of the Church of Scientology. So makes sense. Like he got a discount on his first set of books if he yeah. left a positive review. Yeah, probably something like that. Um, I agree. This is the, this is the worst thing we've covered for sure. Um, the, the only reason it even competes with the exorcism of Emily Rose is because I remember that movie being good and it uh-huh. was really disappointing. Whereas I had no inclination this movie was any good and it was horrible. So big time. Yeah, definitely the big worst, time. but um, I'm glad we watched it. It, it yep. was worth giving it a terrible review and everything. I've heard a lot about how God awful it was. So I am glad, like I had to watch it eventually at some point. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so I would not suggest that anybody go watch this movie. Um, maybe if you're stoned, <laughs> if you're stoned and want to watch this movie, it'd probably be fo- somewhat entertaining. It might be, yeah. Or you like can if you laugh at John Travolta the whole time, play a drinking game. Like every time he says "man, animal, or rat brain," you have to drink. Ooh, ooh. that would be the only way to power through <laughs> power through those movies get hammered or watch it stone. That's about the only way you could find any enjoyment out of this. So agreed. Um, but all right. Um, so let's get into our closing. Um, so Sam, do you want to tell the people what we are going to cover next week? Yep. Next week we will be covering. Batman and Robin. Yeah. The 19- From what year? 1997. Okay. I believe. I was thinking 98, something around there. Yeah. Uh, 97. So this is the one um, featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Uh, George Clooney takes over as Batman for this movie. So this is that that weird 90s kind of, it's kind of a quadrilogy, you know? There's four movies, but there's three different Batmans in them. Yeah. So they're kind of sort of all sequels but also kind of not which interesting enough um the batman um in the flash movie that's coming up here in a couple years mm-hmm. um it's the guy from the first michael two keaton. michael keaton yes mm-hmm. um so they're treating it as if 
Michael Keaton's Batman movies are in one universe, and then the movies after that are a different universe. Yeah. Even though at the time they were presented as the same universe, but now they're like kind of retconning it. Right. Which, which is fascinating and probably smart because those first two are actually good. I watched mm-hmm. them uh, last year sometime. They're actually yeah. quite entertaining. Um, this is another one uh, that is universally panned and considered one of the worst movies ever made. Um, it has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whew. Um, and I'm, but we might actually enjoy this one. We might. This is well, probably one. Say, this is a good example. I really, of one that's I so really bad. Liked this one as a kid. Yeah. So it might it might be a little bit interesting to see what we think next week. There's a chance that one of us could give it an all that in a bag of chips grade because it's just. It like, really is. Yeah. It's it's like a really campy, really just childish version of this movie, mm-hmm. of 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 this character of Batman, and we but, have not yeah. covered Batman since um, episode two of season one so i figured uh we should kind of circle back and cover um a worse version of <laughs> of a property we've already covered so um so yes 1997's batman and robin will be our topic next week uh, i might see if we can get tyler to join us for that episode he's a huge batman guy and he's been trying to he's wanted to do an episode with us for a while so okay well, he, and he'll probably have more information about this movie than we will so <laughs> Um, I'll see if I can get them on, but yeah. Um, so scale one to 10, how excited uh, to watch this are you? Uh, hmm. Let's go with a, a 7.3. Ah, 7.3. I like it. I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, I honestly, I am. All right. Um, so follow us on Instagram and I almost said Tinder, uh, Instagram and Twitter. that's what i was trying to say um and facebook um and we'll post some stuff there i posted a couple times if you had trouble last week's uh season finale episode part of it got cut off um so if you yeah if you got 49 minutes into the episode and then it just stopped right before we got into our top five uh very sorry we haven't fixed now Um, so go back and give that a listen to hear our top five episodes from season two right but yeah that's all i got so uh sam you got anything else nope All right, take us away. We will smell you later. Power Rangers, Pikachu, Rugrats, Abumafu, Lion King, Stone Cold, Billy Blanks, Tybo, Toy Story, Joe Rogan, Ninja Turtles, Hulk Hogan, Kobe Bryant, all that tickle me Elmo. Mario Land Before Time, X-Men, Mr. Mime, Batman, Baby, Bottle Pop, Shrek, and Spider-Man. Michael Jordan, Space Jam, The Rock, Silence of the Lambs, Dragon Ball, Dexter's Lab, Beanie Babies, Vince McMahon! Beetleborg, Frosted Tips, Whitney Houston Hit Clips, Dallas Cowboys, Dunkaroos, Gangsta's Paradise, Game Boy Color, Donkey Kong, every single Tupac song, CSI, TRL, man those days were nice, Britney Spears, Yu-Gi-Oh, Andy Millen, Naka Show, Reading Rainbow Barney, and Collecting Every Pog, All Toys, Backstreet Boys, Pepsi Blue, Furby Toys, Powdered Gum, Goosebumps, Courage, the Cowardly Dog,